This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show, because guess what? It's Friday. Uh, the preview is a bit, uh, you know, nebulous tonight, because of course, we have no match at the weekend, uh, but we do have a match on Tuesday night against the Arse, and of course, it's a bank holiday on Monday, and we know the rules, we know Mrs. Chidge's rules, no podcast on a bank holiday Monday. So here we are on a Friday. Anyway, I'm Stanford Chidge. Lovely to be back as always. And of course, I have with me uh, the birthday boy from yesterday, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Happy birthday, dear thing. Thank kido, you. Kido, Kido, Kido. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very lovely. Thank you for your lovely birthday wishes, all of you. It was, uh, it was good for the soul. Thank you so much. It was terrific. You have a good day. Uh, I worked, did a couple of jobs, couldn't believe it. I went into town and played a frog. And uh, I, I was. <laughs> well, you, I do you mean a French person? No, no, that, that would be, be even sillier. No, I had to say, Reggie, Reggie, Reggie. <laughs> it was something to do with a car. You register a car and the name of the name of the job is Reggie. And they, they showed me the frog and they said, can you say Reggie? And I went, Reggie, Reggie. They went, can you sound a bit more frog-like? <laughs> <laughs> Cheeky fuckers. <laughs> Fuck me, was this like Clem Fandango and all that? It, it stuff? always <laughs> is. It always is. So I had to go, you set it up with Ribbit. Ribbit, 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 Ribbit. And then they said, <clears throat> they said, can we hear the G and the T? Oh, okay, yeah. Ribbit, Ribbit. We're not hearing the T. Ribbit, Ribbit. That's good, but you're not sounding frog like anymore. <laughs> oh, mate. That's the madness. That's the madness of my. Well, talking of madness, uh, it could potentially be a mad show tonight, of course, JK, because it is, in fact, now 
the Chelsea fan cast 15th birthday. We are a trouble we are a troublesome teenager. We've been doing this No, no cake. No cake. Uh you know, I mean, you know, I can't believe we've been doing this show. I know. Well, some of us may have done already, mate, you know. But anyway, heavy petting on the Yes, indeed. JK, we've therefore got loads of guests. Who are they? Well, well, we have an abundance. We have a plethora. We have a a a, not a superciliousness, that would be ridiculous. We have a huge, um, uh, a, a talent-filled we bag. We have a melange. A melange. No, not even a melange. No, that does them down. No, that's, that makes the ingredients too weedy. No, these are, these are top people in a, in a recipe, this lot. If you're going to have a cake made out of this lot, you've got the, you've got the wit and charm and, and, uh, and amusing repartee of, of the excellent Martin Wickham. We have the brain of Stamford Bridge himself sitting there with his headphones on in a black T-shirt about to regale us with with superb facts and stories, none of which we could remember or knew anything about. And we have the star maker himself. We have the great the great man, the great publisher, the great knowledge, the superb Marco Worrell is on the show as well. We have these three genii on the show, Chidge, and they make us look a couple of a couple of wankers, okay. I'm afraid. Should we go down the pub then and leave them to it? Well, I, I think, well, we just plug them in, Chich. I, I don't know. Think we, we can observe, 15, you observe get their excellence. Well, so. what, what I should say is that um, it, is quite an, it is quite an auspicious... It, oh, he's off already. Park it for now, because there will be a moment, as you probably know if you've read the running <laughs> order. I forgot to say, the man who plays the stylophone. I know, Yay! I know. Well, listen, it, it is it is an auspicious evening tonight, because 15 years of doing this mental thing is quite something. So I thought, uh, I put some thought into it, believe it or not, for about five seconds anyway, and I thought, wouldn't it be nice to have a person on the show who still does the show with us? I mean, how we've not fallen out over all this time is more more to do with him and his loveliness, to be honest. But Marco was the first guest we had on the show back in 2008, a few months after we started it. And he's still here now. So I thought we've got to have Marco on. And I thought it'd be nice to have our newest person on, which unbelievably is Mark Meehan. Uh, Yeah, you are the the most recent person who's joined the mob, mate. So I thought, well, we have to have you on. And in the middle, we've got the lovely Martin Wickham, who who goes all the way back to the benches in uh, Putney Station when we were first doing it down there for the first kind of five years. So I think we've we've got all bases covered, Jonathan. Well, I always hoped so. I'm trying to think who else isn't on the show. Martin must have been about 15 then. Yeah. Uh, I'm deceptively young looking <laughs> well, I'm saying if you if you wanted to go down a pub at the age of 15 you're not going to get served so you might as well just stay here and sneak a bottle of vodka yes that's a very good point uh anyway um as always uh we've got lots on the show tonight we're gonna kick off in a minute with the uh review of the brentford game yes indeed uh part two we're gonna have a little celebration i am gonna crack open a bottle of my cider and drink it in what no i'm not gonna drink it in one but i will drink it for the rest of the show um but I've encouraged the a uh, few of the listeners to send in some of their best wishes and memories. Uh, so that'll be fun having a delve through those. And uh, I think we might as well have, you know, mine our own memories of uh, the last 15 years. That'll be a bit of a giggle. And uh, in part three, we are going to preview the match against the arse, uh, which, of course, is next Tuesday. So lots to get on with. 
uh, and we might as well get stuck right. We've got Mixler with us as well. So Mixler, if you if you wish to say uh, what I'd like from you, Mixler, give us some of your favourite memories over the last 15 years. And I'll, I'll read some of those out if I can find them. OK, so uh, let's kick off. Um, JK, I swerved. I dodged a bullet, I think, is the expression, isn't it, with the Brentford game. Um, but sitting in my actually, do you know what? I actually missed the first uh, 20 minutes, half an hour because I didn't finish work until eight. Uh, so I, I was kind of I recorded it obviously. So I, I went back to the beginning to watch it from the kickoff. So I kept on getting I ruined it totally because I was getting goal flashes and they hadn't happened for twenty minutes yet. But anyway, no, but there's there's an art to that, Jid. You just you have to hide your phone. I know. I, I know. I forgot all of that. Anyway, the, the the team selection was bizarre, frankly, wasn't it? I mean, you know, I mean, he had Kante and Gallagher. Well, he he kind of did what he did against Real Madrid, but not half as effectively, from what I could work out. And Aspilicueta was playing as as well, which I thought was what you know, what was going on, J.K. Has he lost the plot already? He was was hamstrung, wasn't he, by uh, James admitting that he had a um, uh, a thigh injury, which which I'd seen in the Real Madrid game, Um, and and annoyingly, the bloke behind me, I said, "Oh, look, James has done his." He's done his thigh. Look, I think he's done his um, Achilles or something. And he went, he'd have gone down if he'd done it. No, he's just a bit knackered. I thought he's not knackered. He's done his done his hamstring or something. And of course, he was. Um, he's a very annoying man. The man behind me. It's that thing you just want to say. Will you shut the fuck up? But he's then going to hit you. So it's probably not a good idea. Um, even in the even in the posh seats. Oh, oh, yes. yeah. But it, but then you get you, see, you get the kind of person in the posh seats who is self made, and but no class. Yeah, no class at all. They're just self-made. They're just, you know, and they they think they know it all. And Steve, would, you like, would you like to introduce our special guest for tonight, please? Yeah, <laughs> posh wanker from the East Middle is making a guest appearance, and we're not talking J.K. Uh, <laughs> you can if you like, but um, uh, yeah, and so uh, and also Mount, you know, as we suspect, is <laughs> it's all been rather convenient for Mount, hasn't it? The poor boy who's got this this. Um, groin problem so uh is missing the horror um and Havertz apparently has a knee problem but he'll be back at the weekend so Frank's uh back on Tuesday so Frank's um uh, um uh, panacea for all of this cure for all of this was to put our favorite player Sterling smallest man on the pitch at centre well, I, I can't say what and, I've uh, said in the running order but put it this way I've put Sterling overpaid C yeah I'll let yeah. you do the rest well to, to, to do him justice Bizarrely, when Aubameyang and um, Mudrick came on, we thought, God, there's a focal point, and Mudrick put some decent centres in. Um, uh, Sterling perked up a bit and actually thought, oh, there's a combination. Perhaps he's he likes the fact that he's now got a centre forward and a, and, a, and a proper winger on the other side. But then that came to nothing, and he just, you know, went down to his usual Fucking waste of space, su- substandard level. I'm I'm in I'm intrigued by when you think about the amount of money that's been spent the 600,000 600 million jesus 600 million 600 to, million pounds out as to um uh who is actually any good or has played well for that outlay for Fana. yeah for Fana possibly Badishil. but otherwise but um well yeah but badishield made a few errors wasn't you know i'm not i'm not the great fan of him that you are chidge i think he's a bit young and he, he'll get there eventually. Yeah. You like an um, older but, JK, I know. But, uh, yeah, I, yeah, but apparently, yeah. Um, well, it's because I'm very old. You know, you can't <laughs> help it. Your eyes change, your vision changes. But yeah, so he was he was slightly um, hamstrung to use James's injury by by the injuries. But at the same time, then he picked the madness of the same 
three, the same three up front who've done decent, they've been decent against Madrid, but they're playing Brentford. And Brentford have got lots of injuries. And Brentford just sat back and accepted the idiocy of us having no attackers at all. And, you know, and as luck would have it, um, poor old Dave, only contribution to the game was an enormous cross from the wing that went out for a throw and letting him hit it on his shoulder and go in for a go in for a, a goal from their, their one corner that they had. Because they were so unbelievably passive, Brentford. They didn't need to do anything, Well, really. I mean, you know, from what I understand... Um... It was crazy, wasn't it? Because they beat us 2-0 and they had one shot on target all yeah, game, which is in way yeah. most goal. Can I talk about the uh, the, the the goal we conceded? Um, two things occurred to me. First of all, uh, Marco, um, it seems to be typical of where we are at the moment with an own goal, shooting ourselves in the foot, obviously. But it has occurred to me, as it has for a while recently, watching Chelsea's calamity corners, and I know this is going to sound mean as hell, but does a proper goalkeeper clear those corners out rather than sitting there watching on his line? I think he does, but it was quite funny. Um, just prior to conceding that goal, we were commenting about the fact that I think Chelsea had had a corner not not that long before um, Brentford scored. Um, and we were talking about Chelsea continually failing to beat the first man from the corner. Um, and then Brentford beat the first man from a corner and a Chelsea player puts it in the net. <laughs> so you, you couldn't make it up. I mean, is it? I, I just think everything on, on the other night was a shambles from, you know, the team selection. No, nobody's interested. The player it just... just People just want it to be over. What, what, so, what was it like? What was it like in up in the the, the wonderful area of Gate Seventeen? Well, honestly, there were so many empty seats. It was, um, and obviously that got progressively worse after uh, the second Brentford goal went in. But you know, um, n- none of it was unexpected. I, I just nobody knows what to expect anymore. Uh, you know, one. Or is it one point and one goal from the last five games? Um, that that's what you know. I, I don't know where if the if the league had started at Christmas, I'm not sure where we'd be in it. But I think, I think well, we'd I, be I can tell you, we'd, we'd be in about eighteen. Well, last ten games. I've, I mean, what I've got actually, I've done a uh, the the lovely people at Flash School. I think they need to sponsor us because I use them and mention them with religious fervor every week. Uh, we are in relegation form, not that we didn't know, but they do a thing called form and that or standings and form. And the, over the last five matches, we are bottom. So we've had, we got, as Marco said, we've had, we got one point in the last five matches, scored one goal, conceded seven. Now Southampton, who, as we know, are pretty much relegated and shit, are 19th. They've scored, uh, they've scored seven goals and conceded 13. They have two points. Everton have three. Forest have three. Leeds have four. I mean, that's appalling. But if you went back to the 10, I think we'd be 18th, Marco, to answer your question. Well, well, I don't know. I've just, I don't know. I stayed, I stayed until after the bitter end on Wednesday. Um, And I know, you know, I mean, I just made a comment on social media yesterday about looking at things in a longer time frame. And it's just a crap season at the end of the day. But, it's, it's, you know, when you consider, you know, we, we laugh about the we were there when we were shit days, 
Um, and by and large, there was an excuse for that. Um, and mainly that was because, you know, we didn't have very good players or the manager wasn't very good. Um, you know, we weren't, we weren't paying people like Raheem Sterling, you know, north of two hundred thousand pound a week. Three hundred and twenty-five grand, but, mate. But you know that that's that's my point, and that's the big difference, um, and that's why it's more unacceptable um, to to say this isn't acceptable uh, from you know that current the the players. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's embarrassing. No, it is. You're right, mate. Uh, Martin, um, to be fair, because we like to be fair on this show occasionally, I, I thought actually, you know, Frank made the changes at half time. It's interesting because you wouldn't have known this because I was watching it on the box and they had Glenda on there. Um, and Glenda was saying, mate, mate, he's got to change it. He's got to go 4-3-3. He's got to bring uh, Aubameyang, Mudrick and Felix on. Well, Frank did bring Aubameyang and Mudrick on. And I actually, I mean, they should have fucking taken Sterling off too, in my view. But anyway, they did have more energy and purpose. They looked so much better with a prop, with a proper centre forward on, even though he can't score either. It looked better. They looked more purposeful. And I, I quite like Mudrick too. I think he made some good runs. So maybe that's a, a nod to the last few games. Play a fucking centre forward, Martin. It may have looked better, but it was a very low bar to clear, wasn't well, it? Very Fucking true, hell. Very true. I mean, I I did try and get a we forgot that you were here chant started at Abamian, but it didn't catch on, which was disappointing. Um it lasted all about ten, fifteen minutes, didn't it? Yeah. Same crap as we've had all season where the opponents take twenty minutes deep breath and go, Right, they're shit, let's go at them and then for whatever reason it disintegrated on one side and the Mbwemo goal happens as a result of it and that's game over I like Marco's idea of staying I did the same, I stayed till the 90th minute so I could beat the crowds Let me <laughs> <get to that. laughs> Do you know what? Do and you know Liam Toomey stole that joke from me no, I actually no, managed no. to I, mean, I, I was actually home from staying in that, not leaving my seat until two minutes after the final whistle, I, I was home 45 minutes later and that's walking to Fulham Broadway Tube down to um, Wimbledon, yeah. train to Worcester Park, bus to Cheam, and walk from um, the middle of Cheam to my house in oh. four or five minutes. And I walked around the other way, got a bus up to Baker Street, and I was home before 11. Yeah, you could fly down the road. It was just... I got home, <laughs> I got home quicker than I normally would do. Yeah. yeah, Mark, I mean, the second goal completely killed it, obviously. Uh Okay, I'm just for, for, for avoidance of doubt, Mark is Mark Meehan and Marco is Marco. But uh, yeah, Mark, the, the second goal obviously killed it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, again, I wasn't there, so I'd like to be curious to know, did, was there a bit of a walkout at that point or did it already started by then? No, the walkout happened in 77 minutes when obviously the second goal goes in and obviously Brentford fans were singing, is this a fire drill? And we, we can see you sneaking out. And I think the frustrating thing as well was, um, on the previous point, yes, the changes helped. They worked. We were better in the second half than we were in that awful fir- fir- first half. We were better with 4-3-3 than whatever that first half formation was. Was it 3-4-2-1? Was it 5-4-1? Don't know. But we're better at 4-3-3. But I think the trouble was, I don't know whether it was Martin that put it up there, but it was a bit like we were like the three little pigs. You know, we huffed 
and we puffed. I think the, the 11 little yeah. pigs, mate. Well, so we were 11 little pigs. Yeah, there was a lot of huffing and there was a lot of puffing, <laughs> but we couldn't blow any, any anything down. And that's and that is one of the, being the problems this season. We might have that small period where <laughs> it looks good, the crowd get galvanised, which they did at the start of the second half. To be fair, Aubameyang was better than he'd been on previous many other substitution appearances. He did put himself about for about 20 minutes. And because nothing comes of it, of the end product, what few chances we have, we miss. And we still have a ridiculous amount of possession that comes to nothing. You're at that point in the game where, well, if we don't score soon, if they score, it's going to be game over. And it literally was mass exodus, 77 minutes, all parts of the ground. And then, as we said earlier, we were all in that beneficial position, staying till the end. We got home quicker than we normally would on an evening game. Mm. Uh, and there wasn't, there wasn't even at the end, like even any booing. There wasn't really anything. It just, just, just wasn't. It was just, it was a bit near. You know, it just like as Marco said. I think everyone's just waiting for the season to be over. Yeah. Most of mm. all, the players, by the looks of it, J.K. I mean, this is this is on Bowley and the players, isn't it? Well, it, it, it looks like a complete fuck-up, doesn't it, really, the whole season? It just looks... A ragtag of idiocy, somebody Indeed. very wise said. God, I wish I'd, I wish I'd said that. Fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Um, uh, it, it's, it's been so awful, and they've made so many ridiculous errors, that you, you just hope that... This has been a learning curve where almost somebody has said, no, 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 you've got this completely wrong. You need to do this, this, this and this. And, you know, hire somebody excellent, get rid of a lot of the players and uh, um, and everything might be OK. But um, I, I, I do really expect that a, a proper manager will will find a, a group of players who make an effort and convert them into a proper side. I have great faith in it. Because it's a very Chelsea thing to, but but to, not for the next five matches. Definitely not for the five matches. No, Frank. Frank is just just. Um, well, I, th- I think anybody. We're going to talk about that in part three. But I, I think anybody would struggle. Mark, you've had very patiently had your finger up. I don't. I don't think you were picking your nose or something. I think there was a point to it. No, I was going to say. Um, obviously, you say it's on Bowley. I know you're going to talk about it in part three as well. And I do have a lot of sympathy for Frank on what he's walked into. But his reputation is slowly being eroded the, the more he hangs about. So something needs to give him the, re- the remaining games. Because if Graham Potter was still here, would it have been better in the re- last five games we've seen? Would we have got something out of those five games with Potter? Some things, you know, I feel sorry for Frank. You know, he's had players out injured. He's got players that clearly have got one eye at the door. Got players... Well, clearly just don't lacks, fucking lacks, pick them then, Mark. And, and I'm coming to that point, yeah. You know, that, and that's the thing which is on Frank. And coming back to where you started with his team selection, is some of these same players that Potter couldn't get a tune out of, Tuchel for some couldn't get a tune out. Now, Frank can't get a tune out of them. Why do they keep picking the same, yeah, same players? Yeah, and again, the other thing I was going to say, and the question I was going to ask is, has anybody seen Gilbert Anoka, our mental coach? 
the guy we brought in as a consultant <laughs> to deal with the mentality of this side because that's one thing I think. I think, I think he's had a breakdown, Mark. Well, I was I was going to say, yeah, has he now needed coaching himself? I thought he was yeah. only there for two weeks, wasn't he? But uh, while while Potter was still there, or was I that? Don't, I don't I don't brief. know, JK. That's why I was asking the question: Where's he gone to? Because his brief was to come in as a consultant and look at the mentality of the team with his strength of working with the All Blacks. Uh, and that famous line of having no dickheads. Well, we're a few weeks on, and there's still a few dickheads I around. He, I think he found Remor- out. I think he found out that they that there wasn't an issue with having no dickheads. He's got a whole group of players with no dicks, mate. That's what the problem is. He's gone from all blacks to all dickheads. Yes, indeed. Well, what a what a sorry state of affairs. I love this football club. It's fucking bonkers. Right, we're going to have a quick break, but before we do that, um, it would be very remiss of me with these two lovely people in, as in Marco and Mark on the show not to mention uh what is going on the, a this weekend and b um at the end of May uh and uh <clears throat> clears the throat on this Sunday there is a special uh Chelsea fancast presents live at the Troubadour uh because we are doing an afternoon with Colin Pates and Johnny Bumstead. And the uh, the reason we're doing this... Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't I hand it over to Mark and Marco? Mark, do you want to kick us off on this? Tell us what it's all about. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do Sunday, then Marco can do um, the, the second event next month. Good plan. Uh, yeah. Um, listeners by now will realise that a number of months ago, um, through a kickstarting scheme that we ran, we had a number of people pledge to buy a wonderful book the Chelsea book of the year, not that one Harry Harris keeps going on about on Twitter. It's called Come Along and Sing This Song, which is a tribute to that wonderful 1983-84 team. And we had a number of pledges that people didn't just pledge for a book. Um, Some was a pledge and something extra. So a number of people pledged for a special edition of the fan cast with, at that point, some of the 83-84 squad. And we've managed to get Colin Pates and John Bumstead to give up some of their time on Sunday afternoon to come down to the Troubadour, meet everybody. Also had the benefit of the six authors and um, involved in the book, including in that six, we obviously have the brilliant uh, illustrator Richard Schaller, uh, who everybody's loved his work. So a chance to meet the authors, meet Richard, meet Colin, meet John, have a QA, and a have a few drinks and um, hopefully... Uh, we'll have a really good afternoon, which I'm sure we will. What we've got is, a, unfortunately, a couple of pledges has had to drop out at the last minute. One, his wife is just to be out to induced into labour. So clearly he's not going to be able to make it on Sunday. And a couple of other people have got to work. So they've just said, well, actually, we'd like you know, their tickets to go to a good home. So there's probably going to be a few spaces. Either contact me, contact Marco or be on the door on Sunday. There's, there's probably room for about half a dozen more people The people want to come along, listen to this, but very much on a first-come, first-served basis. You're going to be doing tickets on the door? We have tickets on the door, yes. There'll be a special souvenir ticket for all of the people who are coming along who've pledged a book and pledged to come along to this event. Yeah. As I said, a few people have had to drop out for personal commitments, and they've just said, well, it'd be really nice if some other Chelsea fan yeah, would benefit from taking up. All right. So they, you can contact Mark, Mark's Eddie Mac B-A-W-A on Twitter, or if you're not on Twitter, just email me, chelseafancast at gmail.com, and I'll forward it on to Mark, or come along on the door. Come along and sing this song. Absolutely. Now, talking of which, Marco, there's an even bigger and better event in the end of May, isn't there? 
Oh, there is. Um, so, yes, on Saturday, the 27th of May, um, which is the evening before the final hooray, home game of the season. It's, a, it's cause for celebration already. Yeah, exactly that. Come and celebrate the end of the season early <laughs> um, before the Geordie Hordes descend on uh, jubilantly, probably, on... Uh, Stanford Bridge. Yeah, so um, Saturday the 27th of May, we are putting on a uh, an event which is kind of like being billed as a reunion of the 1983-84 um, Chelsea second division title winning side. Um, so meet and greet on the night for with the players, got special guests, um, which we can now say if people aren't aware are Ken Bates and Omid Jalili. And I'm sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly. Um, and it's going to be a really great night. So Pat Nevin's comparing a QA. and a um, There's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Uh, there's a bar. So, yeah, it's just a good opportunity to come down and celebrate uh, what was a wonderful period in the lives of most of us who were around to experience it at that time. Yeah, lovely. So getting on a bit. Where so where can we where can they're fifty quid, aren't they? Tickets. Where can people get them yeah. from? So, uh, well, we've only got one more home game before the event itself, which is uh, against Nottingham Forest. So we'll be selling um, tickets at the CFC UK stall opposite Fulham Broadway Station. Um, or you can now um, purchase tickets online. Uh, and I haven't actually got... Have you got the the URL to hand, Mark? Keep, keep talking and I'll find it. Yeah. Okay, so it's, it's basically... Hold on. <laughs> Just He said trying to find it. It works really well on radio. This Play a bit of the stylophone. Yeah, you can't do uh, that and look at the same time, mate. That's, that's well, well too complicated. I've found, 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 found it. It's found it. It's found it. Mark. Okay. Right. Https two backslashes buy tickets dot at backslash Chelsea nineteen eighty three eighty four event backslash nine oh six seven oh six. Yeah, but the, I think uh, it's also. Have you got it pinned on Twitter or anything? It's yes, on it's social on media. It's so, social. Yeah. like, basically, if people want to go to the event, get in touch, and we'll um, put you in the right, put you in the right direction if, to buy it. If you're not on Twitter, then don't worry. Again, email me, chelseafancast at gmail.com, and I'll forward it on to Mark. And, and this Mark isn't the sales pitch. It is. It's sales of picked up significantly in this past week. So, um, you know, Hurry up. get a ticket quick. Damn right. It'll be, it'll be the event of the year and it will make us forget everything about this horrible season. That oh, I, can no, guarantee. I, don't, I don't think I actually mentioned the event is at the, um, under the bridge venue, um, which has been closed for most of the season and, and is in fact closed in the club very kindly allowed us to um use it for for this event so we those for those people who went to the eddie mccready event or who didn't and have 
read about it. It's the same venue. It's it's a really good venue for this type of thing. And obviously, it's at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, definitely. Mark? Yeah, uh, the other thing I was going to say, uh, doors at 6pm and it starts at 6.45. And keeping with the theme of everyone looking forward to the end of last season, a number of years ago when Chelsea were actually relegated, and some of us have lived through relegation a number of occasions, when we got relegated in 1979, the first home game after we were relegated was against Middlesbrough at home. And I've written about it in the latest issue of CFC UK. And a certain gentleman called Stephen Hickmott was handing out leaflets before that particular game against Middlesbrough, which said, sod relegation, get drunk and enjoy yourself. Travel on Icky's coaches to Aston Villa away for £3.75. Good advice. Actually, talking of anniversaries, because, I mean, as you know, we're about to go to part two when we are going to be celebrating the 15th anniversary of the Chelsea fancast to the day, 28th of April 2008. Uh, a mere, what, 39 years ago to this day, we were celebrating something else, chaps, weren't we? We were celebrating dump, uh, hammering dirty leads 5 nil. Uh, and, of course, promotion to Division 1, which is very much what this book's all about. Yeah, and there's some great pictures people have posted today. That iconic picture of everybody on the pitch. So people are trying to find themselves there. Um, I posted sort of a cover of the book, um, a, a piece in that book. Yeah, 39 years ago. And we are now moving into the 40th anniversary year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great Can stuff. I just one last shameless plug? Yes, Gidge. plug away. So, yeah, kind of the event span out of the book. So, and this definitely, you know, people said, is it really a limited edition? It is. And there aren't many copies left. So, if people want to get a copy of Come Along and Sing This Song, which is a football annual size and style book about um, that season, uh, again, um check check out social media um we will have copies on sale at the forest game at the event and if there's any left they'll be sold on the newcastle game but they will go they'll, they'll all be gone by the end of the season so if you want a copy get in touch about that yeah no reprints either right we're going to have a quick break. Uh, I'm going to open one of uh, my legendary bottles of uh, Scrumpy and then we're going to wish ourselves happy birthday. See you in a sec. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's matchday problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices – it's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Footballfancast.com Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show. Uh, I'm Stanford Chidge, and I've got an unbelievable stellar cast tonight, starting with the legend that is Jonathan Kidd. Hi. The absolutely lovely Martin Wickham. Not stellar at cider, surely. Very good, very good. Uh, the erudite uh, Mr. Mark Meehan. Good evening, everybody. All you good people in Mixer, welcome to the 50th anniversary. 15th, yeah. sorry. Anniversary. <laughs> Just, that was yeah. Freuden, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about Stella and Stella Cider. Yeah, oh, I know. 50th anniversary. Yes, we do. And we've, got, we've also got the stupendous Mr. Mark Warrow, Worrell, impresario supreme. Ready, pissed. Warrow. Well, 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 or was he? I can't remember now. Dr. Mark Stewart. I think maybe he wasn't. Maybe it was, it was him. Uh, maybe, he, I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, me, I know Stu Norman was on it. And I know Sheridan Bird was on it. My old mate, the Italian football journalist. And we were we were talking about Chelsea beating Man United 2-1. Uh, Ballack scored, I think. And we were previewing uh, our upcoming second leg semi-final against the Scousers in the semi-final of the Champions League, which ended up being mad, if you all remember. Um, and uh, why? I don't know why we did it, but we, we're we still here 15 years later. I mean, there's been, you know, more more lineup changes than than Deep Purple. Um, than Chelsea. The, than Chelsea, yeah. More managers, more, more, more people on it than Chelsea have had managers, but it's it, we're still here. And uh, I thought what I'll do is there are there are lots of lovely comments from people that have uh, sent us messages of congratulations. Would you like to read them, J.K.? Uh, I would actually. Yeah, may I do that? You've got them in front of you, haven't you? And I'll, I'll dig the ones out on Twitter. Hello. It's, it's, it's beneath. It's beneath the uh, advert for the the, yes, the event yes. on Sunday. Yeah. Brian Justman. Happy fifteenth birthday to us. My two favourite moments. <laughs> I figure in this one. The It's Not Working For Me show. Uh, the Fancast Watches Chelsea Beat City 1-0 live show. Honourable mention goes to Marco telling the story of his mate scamming his way into the <laughs> Alliance with a fake laminate. So obviously the, the Not Working For Me show was the, uh, the one where... Um, Chidge was being horrible to me. And I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As if. And, and I decided that I wasn't going to take it. And I said, uh, and I said, fuck you. Let's go outside and fight. <laughs> and it's, it's, 
for some reason it's become the it's not working for me show which is very strange you said uh, i'm sorry Chid, this is just not working for me and you fucked off and left us yeah. all to it yeah. yeah we didn't half laugh yeah i know i know because i knew you'd get on with it very oh, yeah. well i'm a fucking pro mate yeah absolutely but it was very um, funny and it did it did teach me a lesson not to fuck you off really <laughs> mate, that, that does work that's worked when you've done very well ever since thank you um what was the fan cast watches Chelsea beat City 1-0 in the live show? You were there, mate. I know, I know, but we, did we all we were, cheer? We were on Sports Tonight Live, and we we had to do this. We were supposed to, doing cop, to be doing commentary on the the That's game. Fun. I remember, I remember. But, but they were, the camera was on us, and we couldn't do it because we were so wrapped up in the game, and it was rubbish. But it was very funny when, when Branner Ivanovic scored, and we just went absolutely apeshit. I remember, and we've got a picture of that somewhere, haven't we? We have a picture of that somewhere. That's right. That's right. And then, yeah, Marco telling the story of his mate scamming his way into the Allianz with a fake lament. Oh, that was obviously for 2012, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 But you haven't played any other time there. Yes, it must be. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, Anaban. Who is this? You know Anaban. It'll come to me. Um, I saw there for I, I was there for all of them. Marco's story was hilarious, and I'm surprised you didn't mention Sophie Rose. We have mentioned Sophie recently, actually, on the show, haven't we, Chidge? Yeah, she was a uh, she was on the TV bit, wasn't she? I can't yeah. think why we would have had her on TV. She's got a beautiful body for radio. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was on the TV bit. Yeah, and she uh, <clears throat> she took the show over in yeah. many ways. Sophie and her puppies. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Is this um... and her inability to understand any of my double entendres? I'll never forget that. <laughs> mm, right over her head, weren't they? But I'm not anyway. sure that you'd be allowed to get away with that now, would you, Chidge? Because it was about how long ago was that? About 2013, 14. Yeah, about ten years ago. Yeah, I think yeah, I'd probably be called some misogynist or something. Yeah, everything has moved on now. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, who's this one, Daryl? Daryl. Daryl Middleditch. <laughs> Marco's stylophone always a highlight coupled with the eternal optimism which seems to be um, lacking somewhat in recent Twitter posts Aww. No, cracking I think he means or creaking Oh, cracking, sorry Yeah, which seems to be cracking somewhat in recent <laughs> Twitter posts um, The advent of the 50 years shows was a genius idea during no football lockdown Great to learn about those seasons some of us weren't there Reminisce about those what we were yeah, except the, the pain and sorrow that it gives me every time we have to go into that world. Oh, God, the, I have to go lie down in a darkened room after some of them, particularly if we're relegated. Um, keep the blue flag flying high in North. I remember well the episode where there was absolute pandemonium with Marco playing his stylophone and not stopping and Chidge <laughs> desperately trying to get a word in but getting constantly drowned out. Well, the stylophone's here again, so let's do it. Let's do yep. it. Let's hear um, it for the stylophone. Okay. Who's, who's, who's David Elchidge? David Lotzer. David Lotzer, happy birthday fan cast. My favourite memories are the Kerry Dixon preview shows, the advent of the Smut Buddies, and every time JK introduces a guest to the show. <laughs> Alex's stories are the best. Love when she laughs her way through something funny or the Bertie updates. Brilliant. Um, Brian Justman. Uh, that reminds me of my favourite Alex moment, telling the story of her jumping up and down on a picture of Gary Mabbott. And her father warning her she was going to turn into a hooligan. Very good. Um, JP McCrate, uh, happy birthday, Mr. JK. Thank you very much, JP. Sorry I don't do socials, but I love you, my beautiful blue brother. Oh, sweet. Have a cuppa on me. Chidge, please chuck him a quid. <laughs> More than a quid now, JP. Oh, bloody it's hell. Inflation. 
Don't get much what, for a one pound ten. Oh, more than that, you go. No, it's about Cup three, pa- three quid. Three pounds fifty at least. Three pounds fifty at least. Um, oh God, this is perfectly f- just for me. Thank you so much, JP. Thanks for being part of the CFC machine. CFFC machine. You absolute shah, Duke of Kid. Duke of Kid. Um, happy anniversary, CCFC. My oh my, recall it like yesterday. The first day I listened to the show on the bus to work, Dr. Mark was my introduction to the show. He did it without a mic on. <laughs> For most of it, sounded like he was in his bathroom. It likely was. Um, once Chidge was back, it was a deal that was sealed. I've hardly missed an episode. Fantastic. I was there from the podcast early days to the TV show, less successful, to the now live podcast, which we all love. Please, please, please think about putting these shows on YouTube. I'd love to help you with this if you want someone to help you. Chidge, Chidge, yes. Well, yes. actually, we were kind of breaking news slightly, but uh, sneakily, after uh, last Monday's show, JK and I did a... I found a button on Zoom which sent uh, the video, sent this straight to our YouTube channel. We, we did a little recording, didn't we, JK? It works. Yes. So we're going to do it, aren't we, next season? Well, I think so, but I need to talk to our, our lovely colleagues to see if they... I mean, here we go. I can do it. We can do this live. Uh, this is uh, live participatory. I mean, we're not doing it right now, and we won't do, but Mark, Marco, and Martin, if we were to like live do this to our YouTube channel, would you object? We've all got faces for radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't object. Not at all. Could wear masks. <laughs> Well, I said earlier on, funnily enough, Martin, who's looking rather worried, um, when, when we all arrived, when we all arrived, Martin was in shadow and he looked like one of those, uh, remember, you won't, for those of you who are not old enough, you won't remember this, but in the 80s, when they used to interview uh, Jerry, what's his name, Martin? Jerry Adams. Jerry Adams from Sinn Féin. Martin McGuinness. They weren't allowed to use their voice, so they'd have them in shadow and then an actor would do their voice. And I said to Martin, I said, well, we'll get Jonathan to do your voice, Martin, throughout the show. Yeah, if, if I suddenly develop a Northern Iron accent <laughs> next season, you'll know why. Um, I, like say, face for radio. I, um, <laughs> As long as I don't end up with some YouTube wanker watching fucking games and overacting every time we score a goal. No, I don't don't worry, Martin. We, we, won't, we won't make you take your clothes off either. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to become Mark fucking Goldbridge. <laughs> no, no, we, won't, we wouldn't do that to you. I mean, I will talk to you all properly. JK is very keen to do it, and I'm, beca- I'm coming round to the idea. So uh, watch this space, people. It could be a new thing for next season. So there you go. Anyway, carry on, JK. Uh, other highlights. JK's It's Not Working For Me. This is uh, Universal, isn't it? The Working For Me episode, yeah. Um, Chidge's endless moments of putting the club to rights. We all love these. Yeah. When the club really hacks him off. Yeah, yeah. Quite regularly. Here's a good one, Chidge. Chidge putting JK back in his box when he's overexcited. Yeah, until until he says it's not working for me, JP. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it only has to go to a certain level. If it goes over that level, I'm out of here. It's not working for me. My most stand-up moment was Marco's story, episode 500 of his mate at the Champions League final, once again, blagged his way into the disabled end with his fake press pass, who then celebrated jumping out of the chair when we won, still making <laughs> it way. And his story with one matter with his fake press pass, classic. That should be on your golden reel. The endless quality of emails that are sent in, I would agree, they're all fantastic. The endless quality of recommendation of books, that's down to you, Marco, isn't it? And the endless amount of legends that make a guest appearance, absolutely. 
Look forward to hearing more of your shows, the ability to share many happier memories. Thanks again for such an amazing podcast. We're truly honoured to have you entertain our ears. Thank you. Oh, that's so lovely, isn't it? Um, here's one from Rad. Oh, this was yesterday, was it? Came in on Instagram, mate. Oh, was it? He's read the script, hasn't he? Yeah, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Happiest of birthdays, the amazing Mr. Kid. Thank you, mate. Thank you, Rad. Great. Thank you for sharing your passion and talent with the world. I can't do I'm embarrassed, Chidge. I can't say this. I can't do Do you want me to read I, it out? Yeah, you read it out, and I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I'll go and have a wee. Who knew he was ever so humble, as well as being a legend as well? What did I say to you yesterday? I said you were inimitable, bleeding out completely bonkers or something. What did I say? Off your yeah. rocker, bleeding off his rocker, and ever so lovely. Oh, thank you. And I put that picture of you having snorted the smelling salts, which I dug yes. out from somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, Rad says, uh, she says, happiest of birthdays to the amazing Mr. Kid. Thank you for sharing your passion and talent with the world. Hope to be able to enjoy so much of it in the future. So much more of it in the future. Have the most incredible day and don't worry about our Chelsea. Things will be just fine as they always are. Lots of love from a Slovak Chelsea fan living in Ireland. P.S. I will be at the Women's FA Cup final and I will make sure to say hi if I'm lucky enough to see you in a crowd of thousands. Happy birthday, JK. And that's from uh, somebody called Jonathan Kidd. <laughs> no, it's from With Rad. That. It's from the lovely Rad. Um, unless the boys are completely bored, I'm going to read some of the wonderful... Uh, you know, that we've had some, I mean, we've been blitzed. I say blitzed with love on Twitter. I just put a little message saying it's our birthday. And by God, they've all come. Gone for it, haven't they? They've Fantastic. flooded in. Uh, Benetti Cat. Just, just one sec. I just say yeah, to yeah. Rad that I, I've attempted to get two tickets for the Women's Cup final, one for my daughter, and I couldn't get one. Could only get one ticket, so I won't be going. Oh, no. Are they sold out? Can't be sold out, surely. Well, they told me that, 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 that they, were, they were rationing them. Check the FA website. There yeah. should be some going, and yeah, potentially in the club Wembley areas as well. Yeah, stuff, they've, been, they've been selling them on the, the club website in before Chelsea, um, on the FA website before the club was selling them. Jk, yeah, good stuff. And what was the other one there, Martin? FA no, web- just the same thing. FA, you, club, yeah. you can look at you get club Wembley at heavily discounted prices, I believe. So good it's stuff. worth a look. Thank you, thank you. I will. Thank you. Oh well, if I ride up, you know, let's try and meet up. Happy to. There we go. Uh, right. Uh, just a f- I'm going to try and read some of these out on Twitter. and uh, There are so many. I should try and be judicious. Uh, la, 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 la. Chris Wright. Many congratulations, guys. Great work. Rob Dog, who's been listening forever. Happy anniversary to Chidge and the Benches. Uh, Dennis Diggins. Absolutely love the show. Keep up the great work, lads. The chemistry between Chidge and the gang. Pure Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea HQ. Who's, now, Chelsea HQ is a lovely lad with a massive Twitter account. Now, I remember... Him very, very well. He was massively helpful in getting people to vote for us when we won the uh, you know, the football content award. So big up to you, mate. Lovely to hear from you. Absolutely incredible. Here's to fifteen more up the Chelsea fancast. Akshay, who we heard from the other day, of course, didn't we, JK, in our in off the post show. It's crazy how much affinity I feel towards people I've never met yet. But these absolutely lovely gents and girl, uh, uh, Alex, are some of the nicest and most honest Chelsea fans you can ever listen to. Feels like you're in a pub with your mates just talking Chelsea. Actually, what a lovely thing to say. I'm, I'm tearing up reading that, seriously. Uh, Mark Waller, crack. congratulations to all the impressive contributions over the last 15 years. The recent Gianluca Violi tribute was extremely commendable. Keep up the good work, especially through the club's current serious malaise. Lovely. Uh, whizzing down chad the chad meister congratulations it was an honor to be part of your history lovely to have you on chad london is blue congratulations legends uh and there's another one uh uh, 
Carlito Stevens says, best Chelsea podcast in the business by a country mile. Got me through many a commute to and from work. Uh, Nick Vellaney. Nick, who, of course, is on London as Blue. is a lovely thing he said here. I absolutely love these guys. Safe to say, London Blue Pod wouldn't be what it is without the Chelsea fan cast. Uh, they are incredibly inclusive and have become such good friends. 15 years is a damn achievement. And as I said to you, Nick, when I uh, you know, sent a message to you guys on congratulating on your thousandth show, where's my cut so i'll reiterate that where's my cut but uh, i love you guys too uh mark specter happy birthday glad i found you a few years ago the calm amidst the social media chaos even better to have met some of you here's to another 15 years uh oh. whizzing down simon kingman fantastic achievement well done all vegas kev is a chelsea fan in canada it's hard to be connected to the team and its fan base the fan cast makes being a supporter of the blues more enjoyable thanks for all you guys do that's a lovely thing to say um as is this this is from john parkinson congrats congrats on 15 years everyone you know i love the show and can't wait to hear the next 15 years i wonder how many champions league winning pods we'll have in that time lots i hope uh, i'd take another two living up north is a lonely place for chelsea fans so thanks for keeping me sane this season lovely uh the lovely pep marco knows pep very well uh the highlight of my weekend listening to you lovely people even on weeks when chelsea have been crap congratulations to you all here's to another 15 uh premier chelsea podcast congrats to the team and inspiration for us and many others steve martin congratulations you know i love the pod thanks for the great content on your independent views on the club well done steve my favorite person in the universe the lovely diana dj happy 15th birthday to the best podcast in the world not only is it the best it's the most unique i've fallen in love with each and every one of you from the benches to the studio to live in my ear here's to another 15 years bless you all thank you die lovely bob Uzre, who's in uh, mixler tonight i've been listening about eight years now it's an integral part of my chelsea life happy birthday as always many thanks and up the chels some bloke called dean mears anybody remember dean dean Dean, yeah i remember dean Uh, he's the lovely dean mears very happy birthday to the original and best chelsea podcast an honor to be part of a wonderful group of people and an even bigger honour to say, I've hosted this show. Here's to 15 more. And uh, here's to Dean hosting it every week from next year. No, well, maybe. Well, no, you know, I'm joking, obviously. Uh, but he's welcome any time because he, he did a fucking great job on that Viali one, as, you, as was mentioned uh, earlier on, actually, wasn't it? Uh, I know this is getting probably dull for everybody, so I shall try and keep it uh, sweet. Uh, David McNamara got me through good and bad times in the only season since I was a kid that I couldn't go because of personal stuff your podcast made me still feel connected and not as homesick for the bridge as i was feeling you're doing god's work or the devil's i like that yes indeed probably both actually if the truth to be told uh see if i can wrap oh adam newson a big birthday congratulations all and thanks for letting me be a small part of uh part of it for a couple of years it was an honor having you on mate uh i think that's probably more up oh, ramsey because i love ramsey and i want to send him big love and big vibes because i know he's uh, having a tough time uh medically at the moment we love you ramsey yes we love you ramsey totally Keep going, ramsey, right. mate. we do ramsey's often in uh mixler and uh we love him and ramsey was brilliant uh when i was the chairman of the sports trust he was the he was probably the most help of anybody on the board at the time when i was there and that's not to discredit anybody else but ramsey was just brilliant ramsey it was also, Chidge, Chidge, it was also brilliant to see him down at the brighton game when I, he came down yeah, yeah. i oh. bet anyway ramsey says happy birthday i hope you're all raising a glass tonight oh yes i certainly am you you knew that that would be the case ramsey um i think uh uh oh, richard Schaller. uh 
now life wouldn't be the same without it. Proper Chelsea passion and common sense. Happy birthday. Uh, and if I carry on going any more, oh no, I'll read one more from Keith because he's lovely. And he does a podcast called the Blue Day Podcast and he does very, very well. Uh, it's a great podcast if you haven't heard it. He basically just interviews ex-players and I think that's pretty much what he does and he does it brilliantly. Honestly, gents, your podcast has set a, set a high standard that I'm aspiring to achieve. The banter is great and your interviews with past Chelsea players is top quality. Here's for another 15 years, carefree. I think that's more than enough. Otherwise, we will be accused of sucking our own dicks and I don't want that to ever happen on a podcast. But how lovely and heartwarming to uh, to to get all that love, guys. And I think you know bollocks to me. You all deserve it because if you weren't on this show and have, if I mean like Marco uh, has been supporting it for damn near the entire fifteen years. Martin's only just behind. If it wasn't for you guys, this would be utter rubbish, and we wouldn't get this kind of love. So you lot need to pat yourselves a massive, huge amount on the back. Am I right, J.K.? Absolutely, Jim. I shall drink to that. Cheers. Uh, happy birthday to the Chelsea fancast. Well done, everybody. I, th- I think we need a serenade from a stylophone, Mr. Worrell. <laughs> just put it away. <laughs> oh, well, scratch that. Listen, I just want to say, um, in the absence of being serenaded by a stylophone, uh, we love doing this show. I think that's pretty bloody clear. We love it because we love each other. We We get on hugely well uh we don't see enough of each other as we'd like to for various reasons not least because i fucked off to hampshire but uh we we love we love it when we do catch up we love chelsea we love talking about chelsea but actually the fundamentally the most important thing is we love talking to each other and that is why this show is fucking superb and we have nutters like marco who play a stylophone so the fact that so many people seem to love us and what we're doing is just the icing on uh, the cherry on the icing on the top of the cake but we love and thank you for it and we are humbled and honored in equal measure well, do i speak for us all on that point feel free yeah. to add anything if you want it's, absolutely it's um, been uh, for me it's been completely joyous getting to know everybody um even to some extent if all we do is ch- chat about the games on the podcast it's just lovely to then to to have a few moments seeing people at the bridge who uh um, a great bond has been created by this show and uh, I absolutely love it. So, With people who I would probably never ever have, if I just carried on going into Aussies and then eating and then going away from the club, I'd never, I wouldn't have any friends. You would have never have met us, Hoi Polloi. Never, you know, ever. Us ever. ordinary working people who sit in the cheap seats, would you, mate? We've opened no. your eyes, haven't we, to a whole new world. You've made me realise what a what a, a, a snob I was. What a... <laughs> I was. <laughs> Mark. Obviously, as, as a new kid on the block and a, a long-standing listener, I think the other thing, you know, if you ask me sort of like what I'd really like about the Chelsea fan cast, being on it obviously has been fantastic. Love doing the 50-year shows. And although it, it is bonkers at times and we're all mad as a box of frogs on many occasions... Actually, when there is serious subject, I think that's some of, been some of the best ever shows. Like the Viali show was mentioned. Yeah, that was an incredible show. And I think when times get really tough, I think it sometimes comes into its own from the feedback then people give on Mixler. And I think when you had the whole Super League thing going down, yeah, people need somewhere to go. Because actually, there's a lot of people that really care a lot about this football club. It means so much to them. So having somewhere to go when you're feeling a bit shit actually can help as well uh and then you know 
when you sort of see sort of like things like sanctions last year, really awful time to be a Chelsea supporter, people worrying about the future of the club. And that show we did around the sanctions as well, you know, was, I actually thought it was a pretty amazing show and like the feedback people gave, gave as well. So it's fun, it's wacky, it's silly at times. We don't take ourselves too seriously. But actually, when there is a serious subject, I also think it comes in, into its own as well. Yeah, we can do the serious stuff as well as the silly stuff. Yeah, definitely. As Hunter S. Thompson used to say, when the going gets weird, the weird turn pro. And I think you could say that about this show. But I, I, one final comment from me, unless Martin, Martin, do you want to come in with something? I can't really add any more to that. It's just in, enjoyable to be a very small part of it. And there's plenty of others who were on here prior to me who were magnificent as well and deserve as much credit. I mean, anyone who can remember Cheltel, that was some of some of that stuff was absolutely fucking hilarious. Still, still find yourself laughing at certain certain um, witticisms of his even today. So. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, we can't broadcast any of them because <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> because we, we'd be sent to prison. But no, I mean, Cheltel, if you're listening, oh, Misty, you're right, love. Okay, lovely Misty there. Right, yeah. If Cheltel's listening, uh, we love you, mate, and you 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 helped to make this show what it is. And I know, I know, you had a bit of trouble with your ticker not too long ago, and I hope you're I hope you're on the men now. Doctor Mart, Stuart, Chris, Pablo, Ross. Seb, who am I? Who am I forgetting? Lauren. Lauren, Lauren, of course. Lauren, Darren. Chad, Darren. Darren, how is it? How can I forget Darren? That's clearly Freudian, isn't it? Well, we had Darren on not that long ago, and I still see Darren regularly. He quite often comes to stand with me in Gate Seventeen. So, we've had so many great people on this show. Uh, and actually, my final comment on it, and I promise this will be the final word because this is incredibly self-absorbed. Uh. If I if I'm proud of anything that I've done with this show, and I'm very aware of this, and the fact is that we have created a lovely community of people who like to listen to this show, people who are in Mixler, people who have joined Patreon, people who are in Discord, and and most I think John, Jonathan and I say this regularly, and we mean it. You know, the thing that absolutely, and the people who email in, of course, but the thing that we love most of all is the fact that we've got to meet so many people who've listened to this show, and most spectacularly, people from all over the world. You know, and there's all this wank on Twitter all the time, isn't there, about, hey, you can't be a proper fan if you're not from around here. And you, it's this horrible, horrible toxic enmity. The reality, the truth is nothing. It couldn't be further from from that bullshit. You know, we all of us here, we all know people from all over the world who, who've got to find us, Marco's books, Mark's books, our podcast, and you meet them in the pub and they're like like all of us. And it's an absolute joy. But more than that, it's an absolute fucking privilege to have met all of you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. It's part three. It's time to annoyingly talk about football, and more annoyingly, talk about Chelsea football because we've got to play Arsenal. On uh, Tuesday night, which has completely norsed up the idea of doing a show on Monday. Well, actually, that was the bank holiday that's norsed that up. Blame my wife. Bless her. Um, in time-honoured tradition, JK, we start with Chidge's team selection. 
I love this bit. I know you do. It's specially for you. Sponsored by JK. Right, okay, this is what I've gone for, mate. Um, I've basically taken heed from the bits of the game against Brentford where we played quite well. So in that case, I have gone four at the back, 4-3-3 or 4-3-2-1, depending on your uh, bent. Uh, but I've gone Kepa, Chilwell, Silva, Fafana, Chiloba. I have gone Kante, Fernandez, Gallagher. Uh, no Kovacic. Uh, I've gone Mudrik and Felix and I've gone Aubameyang up front because it was remarkable how much better we looked with a centre fucking forward playing. So there you go. I commend it to you, Mr. Kidd. Um, I approve of your selection, Chidge. And uh, that is the sort of selection I would like to make. Um, Felix, however, when he came on uh, towards the end of the game against Brentford... Uh, did nothing at all. Yeah, I know. I was worried. I don't know about that. I'm a bit doubtful. With that first one. down the tunnel. First down the tunnel. As soon as the the whistle went. Yeah. 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 yeah I think okay. he is. Um... Who would you pick in that position instead of Felix? Because that's what I couldn't get my head around. No, indeed. I'd, I'd I don't like want to fucking see Sterling in a Chelsea shirt ever again. No, so no, not I, him. I agree. I, I agree. But when we're we're picking the team. This is your team that you would like to start. Rather well, I, than I, the, I would like it without Felix. That's what I'm saying, really. But I can't think of who okay. else to put okay. in there. No, but if, if he starts, he may be more committed. But coming on as he did towards the end of the match, he just wasn't interested. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, afraid, I'm afraid that Frank, even Frank today, when interviewed, was just saying they don't seem to understand they're playing for Chelsea. He's got this big thing, which, uh, as I told you, that I, I heard one of the waiters in the um, where I where I sit in Aussies. Um, appeared and said, oh, I've just been in the other room. Frank has been saying, we are Chelsea. We're fucking Chelsea. What is the matter with you? Oh, God. And so this is obviously something that Frank keeps going on about, and it's having absolutely no impact whatsoever on any of them. Um, I, I don't think anything is having any impact on them. Um, uh, they're all too long. Well, Bamiyang's too long in the tooth for anything to affect him, really. But you're absolutely right. If it weren't for the fact that the two shots he had, three shots, I think he had a header that was quite near. The other two shots he had were just sort of really just scuffed affairs. He got into quite some decent positions. You're absolutely right. He looked so much better having a focus. But I can't I can't believe that Frank I don't trust Frank. And I don't even think he'll be influenced by um the selection that he made for Brentford. And it wouldn't surprise me if he plays exactly the same down the middle again. I mean Kovacic was awful. Kovacic actually does this terrible thing now of resting on his knees, his hands on his knees as if completely exhausted, which I still think he is because we're seeing nothing like the player that played for us under Tuchel. Nothing like he doesn't burst forward. He passes constantly giving the ball away or kicking it into touch. For goodness sake, what is the matter with him? Perhaps he's decided he's off. I mean, I, I'm, you know, the trouble is you don't know. Pochettino was in. Has Pochettino been sending them, if it is him, sending a message saying, I want to keep you, hang on. Don't fuck about, I, I, you know, who knows what's going on with all of this. Um, Fernandez obviously has to play. Um, Gallagher, for me, isn't, he's still not doing it, despite having some lovely moments. I, I have to say, I also think he would have been absolutely distraught at being, being made a scapegoat by being taken off in the first half. There were worse players on the pitch. I don't know. I suppose you can't, there isn't anywhere else for him to play. If, you, you've got, if you're going to bring Mudrick on and Aubameyang, you've, he's one he's got to go. Well, but, he could, have, um, he could but, have done what I did and put him back in midfield where he belongs. Yeah, yeah, four, yeah where he belongs. Four, four, two. You could, he, he could have done four four two. And that's yeah, the point he I could have done. You're right. You're right. Yeah. That's the point understand. I'm making earlier about Frank. He, he brings some of it on himself, and as much as yeah, he's got a lot to inherit. Unfit players, players you don't care. 
plays are mentally, you know, as Richard Shaller said, mentally shot. But actually, I, I thought Connor was one of the brighter parts of a really poor first half. He was. He played, but there was some lovely, that lovely, yeah. he did a fantastic yeah. um, one-two and it went down to Chewell who crossed. And yeah. I, actually, that was the best move of the game earlier on. And you're Sterling, absolutely... Sterling should have gone off at half-time. Oh, should completely. have gone Four four two. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But in this instance, I mean, you know, we're 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 clutching at straws to know what he what he'll do if he goes back and just plays the three again and plays Sterling again and plays. At least he'll have Havertz back though, Chidge. Yeah, but I, I don't think you know. Having no. seen, having he, no matter how shit Aubameyang is, the fact that he's actually a centre forward made a difference. It gave the it gave the centre back something to think about. Why? Because he stands in the position that a centre forward does. Yes. Fucking Havertz is hard on the wing most of the fucking time. I know. I know. I it's agree. pointless, I man. It's fucking I pointless. Agree. I would rather. I mean, fuck me. You you could put a traffic cone in the right fucking place as a centre forward, and it would give the defenders more trouble than fucking Havertz or the rest of them do. Yeah. Put ha- yeah. put a Bamiyang there. I mean, you, you can't do any worse, and it but might you- work. Do you think that the performance that they had in the second half with Mudrick and Aubameyang is enough for Frank to change his mind? I mean, really what Frank should be doing is giving some some of the the the, the players on the periphery a go, shouldn't he, if it doesn't matter? Ch- Chukomeka, Mudueke, yeah. Hall. Yeah, because yeah. 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 Zachariah is, is out on his ear, isn't he? He's not going to be playing anymore, um, uh, clearly, because he's not been picked for anything. So, you know, that loan is out. So, But, but yeah, I would... Yeah, I mean, it's fucking difficult, isn't it? I mean, look, picking up on what what Mark was saying about Frank, because we, we we touched on it in part one, didn't we? Yeah. I I think it's I'm with you, Mark. I I have a I have a a lot of sympathy for Frank. I I think he's generally come in to take one for the team. Um, and I don't. I mean, okay, I, I'm with J.K. on the fact you can blame him for the fucking team he picks, but you can't blame him for the mess. And I do feel sorry for him, and I actually feel very sorry for his future, which he is flushing down the toilet which seems appropriate because I think if this was a Monday show or not a Friday show, the title of it would be You Can't Polish a Turd, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, As I said, I I have a lot of sympathy for Frank, but I think the only thing I would criticise him on is the teams he picks. And to keep picking the same players who didn't do it under Tuchel, didn't do it under Potter, you begin to think, is he picking the team? Was someone else picking the team? Was it, or was the team being picked by a committee? Or was the players themselves picking the team? Um, and then the substitutions don't help either. It's almost like it's almost like Sunday football when Sunday football was fine when you all went out on the lash the night before and only eleven players turned up. So all eleven players had to play. <laughs> but so on funny. those days, on those days where fourteen players turn up because you could have three subs. It was almost like a bribe to give the three subs a game because they'd turned up at yeah. 10.30 on a Sunday morning. That's how I got a game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is like, uh, you know, if you look back on our recent games, why do we always need to make five substitutions? It's disruptive as well. But we do make, and Frank's no different to Potter. Potter rolled the five dice. Frank does the same as well. And you just sort of think, keep, keep, try and keep something settled because that's part of the problem as well. Some of these players... Like coming in and getting 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. Yeah, Abamyang, I know he's been frustrating, but he hasn't had much football lately. I don't see what David Farner has done other than a sort of like a, a part time appearance. Badia Shield hasn't had much luck of late. Nonny gets about 15 minutes here, here, here there, or everywhere. Hey, Nonny, actually... no. 
It is. He's got good nerves. skills, actually, Mark, hasn't he? Yeah. You can tell, he, you can tell yeah. he's a decent player, this, actually. This season is done. We're not going down. We could lose every single game. Oh, and we... not so fast, Mr. Me. Oh, not no, so sorry. fast. Sorry, I'm bored with the stuff on social okay. media. Okay, all right. Bit. You yeah. ask for it. You ask for it, me, and you're yeah. going to get it. Yeah. All right, boys. You ready for this? I know you've read it because you read. read I've the, read it. Yeah. Read the doodah. But there is a way. There is a way, and I don't know why I'm saying something so positive about this. Martin's looking at me <laughs> like I'm completely lost the plot. That's uh, usual. Well, it, that is true. There is, there, but there is a way that we can get relegated, and it works something like this. Uh, if West Ham get uh, thir- get from 34 points to 43 points uh, by uh, they by winning at Bournemouth, which they haven't, by drawing with Liverpool at home, which they haven't, so they're so, already they've already got less points. So uh, that's knackered your theory already. No, not necessarily. But, no, no, not Ever- necessarily. Everton's <laughs> fucked it as well. You've not included yeah. their defeat. No, hang and on, Chelsea, I have. I should. Chelsea's shush, 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 shush. minus five. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Palace, yeah. Uh, they reckon they'll win. Uh, City, they'll lose. United, they'll draw. Brentford, they'll draw. Leeds, they'll win. Leicester, they'll win. Uh, Bournemouth, if they uh, well they've they've lost to West Ham, which was predicted. If they win against Southampton, lose to Leeds, win against us, highly probable. Uh, draw a win against Palace, lose against United, and draw against Everton, they'll have forty three points. Palace, if they lose to Everton, they drew, so that fucks it slightly. If they lose to Wolves, which they did, I think, didn't they? Uh, if they lose to West Ham, win against Tottenham. Uh, lose to Bournemouth, win against Forest, lose to Forest, they'll have 43 points. Forest, if they lose to Liverpool, tick. Uh, win against Brighton, tick. Draw against Brentford, win against Southampton, win against us, highly probable. Uh, draw against Arsenal, win against Palace, they'll have 41 points. Wolves, if they lose away to Leicester, uh, which they won, didn't they? Or did they lose? No, they did lose to Leicester, didn't they? If they, uh, if, I'm not sure if this is. I think if they beat, yeah, sorry. If they, if they beat Palace, lose to Brighton, uh, win against Villa, draw against United, lose against Everton, lose against Arsenal, they have 40 points. And if Leeds uh, draw against Fulham, which they didn't, uh, win against Leicester, which they didn't, they drew, uh, win against Bournemouth, lose against City, lose against Newcastle, draw against West Ham, win against Tottenham, they have 40 points. And Everton. If they win against Palace, which they didn't, uh, if they win against Newcastle, which they fucking certainly didn't, uh, win against uh, Leicester, draw against Brighton, uh, lose against City, win against Wolves and draw with Bournemouth, they would have 39 points and we would go down on goal difference, apparently, if we didn't win another point. I mean, it's highly unlikely, I know. But I, I'm just, you know, people saying, oh, we can't get relegated. Well, there, there, we there is a way, technically, that we could... In other words, Mark, what I'm really saying is fucking get a point, you stupid wankers. Or, a, or three points, even, and stop the nonsense once and for all. Marco. What, about the Arsenal game? Well, about, about, we can't, I mean, you know, do you think we could get relegated? I think the answer is no. no. But we need a win and a draw to stop. Oh, but you know what's going to happen, don't you? We've had one point and one goal in the last five games. We have an opportunity to stop Arsenal, cement, put the final nail in Arsenal's hopes of winning the title, and we're going to do it. I mean, you and, know. And it'll be, it'll be, a much maligned Chelsea player that probably scores the winning goal for Chelsea. Diet will come on and sub and score the winner. 
Well, yeah. I mean, you see, like Norman. Sterling, Sterling will score the winner. Sterling will score for his old mates oh, at City. Normally, 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 I I would believe that. That that's a very Chelsea thing to do. But they are they are Martin tearing up our our history and and denying us these simple pleasures like fucking up Arsenal's season, even in a in a in a in a miasma of shit, which is what this season is. So I've lost all faith in their ability to go there and. And and uh, and do Arsenal, mind you, Martin. I'm wondering. I mean, Arsenal. I mean, just just to get my my, my script back up. Uh, Arsenal have been pony for the last few matches, and have basically their asses have gone highly appropriately. You would have thought of a team called the Arse, but uh, they've lost against City. They got hammered, but I mean, they got schooled by City, not just hammered. They drew three three against Southampton at home, which is an appalling result. They drew two all against Arsenal away, which is an appalling result because West Ham have been shit. They drew two all with Liverpool away, which again is an appalling result because Liverpool have been shit. The last win they had was on the 1st of April where they beat Leeds 4-1. So I wonder if their asses have been falling out recently anyway and now City thumped them and have got a couple of games on them, which therefore kind of technically puts them ahead. If they may psychologically have think thinking we can't win the title now, so therefore our season's over too. No, I think they built the Damn. game up against City too Damn. much in their own minds and fucked themselves in the preceding games as a result. Now that that's out of the way, there's every possibility they play a bit more free than they have in over recent games where they have been tense and nervous and made a lot of mistakes as a result so I fear that's going <laughs> if, to if we'd have played them before they played City we may have had a better chance I fear we're going to get absolutely fucking dicked on Tuesday and I'm not looking forward to it in the slightest because um, as you've said this Chelsea team are fucking violating standards quicker than we can fucking lower them so um, I, f- I truly fear for a team that have mentally tuned out and clearly don't give a toss Yeah, I, I fear Martin you're Usual intelligence has, has uh, you know, come to the party and pooped on it, frankly. But, yeah, sorry, but I'm no. sorry, I am genuinely sorry about that. Because I think you're right, I, I would quite love to um, spanner their title chance once and for all, but fuck it, we can, but they can barely barely get a, get a shot on target well, allowing a goal, so if, I don't have any confidence. If there is any consolation about that, I mean, if I, if I look at the league table, I think... I think they've spanned it quite effectively themselves, really. Uh, if I look at the table, Wiz is down. They're right, 11th I mean, on current form. Well, indeed, exactly. But they've played 33 games. They're on 75 points. City have played 31 on 73. So technically, assuming City win this, they're on 79, four points ahead of Arsenal with very few games left to play. So, and, and City are playing us at their place, which is more or less a banker for them, isn't and, it? And City are playing us at their place. I mean, interestingly enough... Um, our uh, this is our record. Well, we, against Arsenal, totally, we've won sixty-six games in our history, home and away, cups, whatever. One sixty-six, drawn fifty-eight, lost eighty-two. I think most of those were in the nineties. Um, in the Premier League away, we've won seven, drawn nine, lost fourteen. So that's kind of about even, Stevens, really. But I mean, recently it's not been too bad there. Actually, I mean, we we won uh, we won last year or twenty twenty one two nil. We lost the year before three one. We won the year before that two one. That would have been with Frank. Uh, then we lost two nil, and then we won a bit. I mean, it's been up and down. I mean, there was that dreadful period in the nineties, all the way up to two thousand and three, when we couldn't get a fucking Scooby out of them. But uh, obviously, when Mourinho came in, it all changed, didn't it? We had the Indian sign over Wenger, but. 
Marco, I don't hold out a lot of hope, I'll be honest with you, for Tuesday. What say you? I'm going for a Chelsea win because yeah, it's Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just love you for it, mate, but I don't see it. But uh, go on, put a score on it. 2-1 to Chelsea. Yeah. And I have to say at this juncture that you are quite a lot higher than me in the Prem Predictions League, so maybe I should shut the fuck up. Whereas Martin Wickham is fifth, actually. Martin's our great white hope in the... Uh, Fan cast for the fancasters. You're still still in a good spot, Martin, aren't you? Yeah, I had a bit of a poor midweek, but we'll see how we go. What's um, your prediction, Martin? Because you're more likely to get it right than any of us. I'm going to disappoint you all here. Um, two nil Arsenal. Fuck's sake. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mark, what about you, old Bean? I'm with Marco. It's a type of crappy season we've had. It will all come down to whoever Frank picks. So if we see that same side he picked the other night, I'll, I'll change my prediction to an Arsenal win. But if he picks the right team, maybe put some players in who haven't seen much football recently, benches those that have had too much football and failed miserably or mentally not in the right place. It's the type of stupid result we would get going there and nausing up their title by winning 2-1. Mm. We shall see. Uh, JK, what about you, old Bean? Uh, I think we're going to be drubbed and it's going to be embarrassing i was waiting to finish your drink um uh, i've got them down as as, um, (laughs) (laughs) i've got them down as some six nil on prem prediction (laughs) (laughs) but but the interesting thing about jk and prem prediction is he's always wrong no, 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 no. If you look at JK, in terms of getting the correct score, he's better than most of us because he does these really wacky, outrageous scores and he gets proved right yeah. more often than not. Yeah. Well, why, why is he in about 80th position then? Because he gets all the other ones wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's the equivalent of the Morning Star horse racing tipster from years <laughs> yeah. ago who would only only tip up horses at like double figure odds and 33s <laughs> <laughs> and, and he'd tip up these horses at like outrageous odds but yeah. when they'd done the calculation they worked out that his return in terms of money was the highest of all the papers because when the few that came in returned the most money 95% of them were wrong but 5% were paying out 50, 66 is 100 so that's, that's basically JK's predictions yeah you're absolutely right you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I, I have I, I, I have a bad feeling about this. I have a bad feeling about this. But uh, in the spirit of the fact that I'm drinking my uh, my homemade scrumpy, uh, which is clearly having an effect on my sense, uh, I'm going to go for a, a 2-1 Chelsea win with Yang scoring the winner. I think like Mark, if he, if he picks my team, we'll do all right. If he picks his team, we'll get fucking dubbed, mate. Pick yeah. his team, Chidge. You know that. You'll pick his team. Well, if he picks my team, I think we'll do all right. Obama Yang, you know, he'd love to score against Arsenal, wouldn't he? He didn't do much in the home is... game. No, he was dreadful in the home game and that awful wet day in November. Yeah, yeah. true enough. True enough. I'd, I'd, I'd even have Mason Burstow or someone like that in the squad. Just someone new, someone different. The season's done. It's yeah, over. Let's give some of the Well, listen, here, here's a question which I wanted to ask earlier on but forgot completely about but it's been doing the rounds this week hasn't it um i'll start i'll start with you jk do you think we should bring pochettino in now or not um i think it would it would really undermine frank completely um but why not you know um 
I think they should get him in and then the, the trouble is if they've get it, got him in now, they'll have had to have, have finalised the contract. And I'm sure that's taking them a very long time. And he's making various demands and he probably wants to be on holiday and he's working out when he'd be available. So uh, it, it's unlikely, but he really should be if he is going to be, if he is supposedly going to be signing the contract, be offering <laughs> advice to uh, perhaps even to Bowley and, and Egbali rather than anybody else about what should be going on now, just preparing them. He should have an opinion, shouldn't he? I don't know what the what's the state in businesses. Do you normally, the man who's about to be appointed, do you get their opinion beforehand? I suppose if you... Yeah. Um, I suppose you would, wouldn't you, normally? Why yeah, not? You'd have, them, you'd have them set up. Um, but yes, he, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't appoint him. I'd have him consulting them at this moment, yeah. But you wouldn't bring him in now? No, no, I wouldn't no. bring him in. Martin? Um, hopefully he gets appointed soon, um, but I wouldn't have him. I suspect he wouldn't want to start until the summer either, because best way he can work is with a clean slate. So unfortunately, we, um, he's got to just stick with Frank until the end of the season. Because bringing him in now for two games with this, you know, shower of shit the way it is with the fitness issues, with the general malaise, it's best to for him to just work off a clean slate and, you know, get his staffing, get his feet under the table. And the only the only advice he should be giving Bowley and Igbali or Beavis and Butthead, as I called them on Twitter earlier in the week, is shut the fuck up and stop talking in public. Yeah. Did you see that there was a, a third person was supposed to be in the running as well as company? They said there's somebody else. Oh, who, who knows? I Posta Coglu, wasn't it? No, we we said that on Monday. Yeah. I've heard everything from... Uh, Javi Alonso, Bayer Leverkusen, uh, God knows who. What what I find bizarre personally is that when when they appointed um, Graham Potter, Pochettino was available then, wasn't he? I said this on Monday, it, and, I, and I've read a few things that um, the you know Bowley and his advisors. Um, didn't consider Pochettino because they thought that he wouldn't work well with the the template that they've put in place, which is essentially, I don't know, it's kind of like we, we buy all the players and you coach them, um, which is what it looks like this season, whereas what it has looked like this season. Um, and I think, you know, that's that was Potter's downfall, but... He didn't know who was going to turn up for work next. Well, Potter was um, too too compliant with it. He didn't. Well, no, speak but I up. think that's why he got the job. I think that's yeah. why he got the job because he was yes, told, man. "We're going to buy all these players. This is this is how we're work, working. Statistical template, blah de blah de blah, um, expected goal ratios, and all of that uh, stats nonsense." Um, which has some value up to a point. I was listening to Talk Sport walking to work this morning, and I can't remember who was making the point, but it was it was an old school football manager, and he said the problem is now you got sort of a, a lot of these younger managers um, who not haven't necessarily played the game, who turn up for an interview with a um, with a laptop and start showing charts and diagrams and you know, think that's the solution to um, having a successful football team, which, you know, it can help. Um, but fundamentally, 
I, I don't think, you know, Guardiola, the, probably the most successful coach in the modern game. D does he really look at all that stuff? I'm not, I'm not so sure. He knows players. That's, that's his forte. Yeah. He knows how to manage them yeah. and he has their respect because of what he achieved, what he's achieved in the game. And you can say the same for Ancelotti, even Mourinho, who, you know, who didn't really play the game, but I, I, I'm pretty certain, you know, Mourinho's success has been because he's because of his intelligence and his insight, but also, you know, in, in his sort of halcyon era, just his way with with players. Um, and I'm just not, you know, like the Nagelsmann thing. I think we've dodged a massive bullet no, I there. I totally agree, Marco. Totally agree. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the kind of people you're talking about, and I mean, okay, we are a, a bit long in the tooth, so we're probably a bit confirmation biased in, in this respect. But what you're talking about is an ability to manage people. And whether you like it or not, football players are human beings. Uh, they're not robots. They're not. They're not. You know, animated characters in FIFA. You know, they're people. And 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 with every every single organisation there is, you require people who understand how to manage people, and that's the most important thing. And we often say it, don't we? I mean, fuck the statistics. Just look with your eyes. You can tell who's stinking the place exactly. out. You don't need statistics to tell you that. You can tell who's got character and bollocks. You don't need statistics to tell you that. You know. Yeah. So I totally agree with you. Mark, I'm going to ask you and then JK about... I've already asked you about Poch, haven't I, JK? I have, haven't yeah. I? Yeah. Mark, last last uh, Poch comment for you. No, I don't think he should come in. And I think if Poch had come in about six weeks ago, I think he'd be tearing his hair out like Frank would well, yeah. do now. Yeah. I don't think it mattered now who came in or even if Potter had stayed. There is something fundamentally, shall we say, bigger you know, than what is actually going on at the moment. But these players who either aren't good enough, don't care, mentally shot, all those things happening. It would have taken an absolute genius to turn this woeful season round in the latter part of the season. It would have been a miracle worker. You know, some of these players are spent and should never probably pull a Chelsea shirt on again. But they still are. So I think the best thing Potts will do, Martin's right, make the announcement yeah, by all means, say he will be the manager from next season. And he just spends the time probably just watching games, but actually not getting involved, not there, not on the training ground. And by the time the summer comes and he takes over the reins from Frank, um, he's already a bit like a bit like Mourinho when he came in. Mourinho was already looking with Ranieri still there, and he already had a dossier ready for the first day he walked into the job about each player. So Poch could probably be doing that behind the scenes. And the other thing I'd say about speculation... Uh, and like Vincent Company being linked, the guy from Celtic. It's a bit like when we've had many conversations on this show about what happens on the training ground. And this is why social media is a load of arse gravy at times and all that speculation. We're not on the training ground and we're not in the boardroom. And the number of people who knew was on a short list, who knew was going to be the selected, is on the fingers of one hand. And the other wider thing that people out there to, need to be aware of as well is there is someone in this football club leaking stuff. Big time. Had it, big time. Big time. Now, I don't know what Chelsea are doing, but if that was other organisations, what they'd be doing, and people guess, and you talk, you hear about people talking about brand envelope brigade and friendly, they're friendly with that. 
if I was an organisation such as Chelsea Football Club, I'd be putting full stuff out there to try and flush out who is leaking. So some of these managers may never have been anywhere near the shortlist. And at some point in the future, Chelsea might have enough evidence to see who the moles are and they'll deal with it subsequently. I like that. I've always, oh, have, yeah. Are you saying, Mark, that we've just employed Colleen Rooney? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the basis of the whack of the Christie trial. Can, can, she, can she play up front? Yeah. Well, well, give, uh, give her husband a call. You know, yeah, Jamie, Jamie Vardy can play up front, can't he? Yeah, yeah not, we couldn't play them two together. <laughs> well, I don't know. Speedo, Speedo and Dixon for a while. But uh, I think a disinformation campaign is a bloody good idea, actually, because you're right. There's that, that, that bloke, isn't it? The Man United blogger who seems to always know the team uh, an hour before everybody else does. I've noticed that. Well, there's someone that's always been doing that with England as well. Yeah. And it became a real bone of contention with the managers. Like, what, how, how the fuck are my tactics getting out to journalists two hours well, before I the know. fucking game? The kickoff's announced. No, well, you, I think, and the, as, you're, as Mark said, the way you do that is you, you do a disinformation yeah. campaign and you flush them out. And, you play, and, it's, and, and it's a long game. It might, it might take a year or so. And again, we may never have been in for Enrique. We may never have been in for Nagelsmann. I think, I think actually we probably were. I think he did probably come in for an interview. But the amount of effort and hot air and energy people have wasted over the last few weeks, but will it be him? Will it be this one? Will it be that one? When on the pitch, more importantly, what it matters, the team is stinking out the place. The mm. new manager will come, and it's a bit like when you sign a new player. When they're announced with their photo with a blue scarf, it's happened. Up till then, it's just all arse yeah. crazy. It'll be Big Sam come June the 30th. There we go. You heard it here first. Aladicio. Absolutely. Well, look, no, my, no the, I'm convinced the Neil Warnock will oh, get his um, dream from finally, 1991. Finally, it will happen. Know, yeah, 30 years, 35 years later than should have been. But uh, look, for my, I, I, I agree with all you lot. I think it would be a mistake to bring Poch in now. It, it can't do any good. I think if, if, if they'd have brought him in, you know, after the World Cup, that would have been a different matter. But... I, th- I think that, that nothing is going to change at this club, I don't think. It doesn't matter who they bring in unless they get rid of about 15 players because that's Correct. the problem that we've got. Get rid of the sh- get rid of the pon- ones who want to be away, who don't want to play for us, who are probably causing trouble behind the scenes and there are just too many players there and there are some that are just not good enough or, or aren't good enough anymore. If If you don't cut them out like you cut the bad bit of an apple out, nothing is going to change quickly. And that's what worries me because that's not actually going to be very easy because of the, uh, the, the the power that players have and the fact that we've overpaid so fucking many of them. I mean, how the and fuck are we going to get rid of... them on eight-year contracts. Well, I know. But how the fuck are we going to get rid of somebody like Sterling and Koulibaly? They're both earning over 300 good a week. Nobody's going to fucking hire them and pay them that. Just get, you're just going to end up with a similar scenario to Lukaku, aren't you? Where you pay 97 million for him and end up taking a bath on on a loan. Do you know, deal. Do you know what his value is now, Marco Lukaku? 15 million. Yeah, about that. 17.1 million. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think fundamentally, um, the way the club is now in in seemingly every area uh you know that that's not something that's gonna write itself um over, overnight if you know the, if this is a very short pre-season or closed season you know the season finishes on may the 28th starts again on august 12th 
there's a, a USA tour where we play, was it Wrexham, Brighton, Brighton. and Newcastle? Um, you know, I mean, what's that all about? You know, we used to play Real Madrid, Barcelona and Inter Milan. No, I know it's about money, but I mean, we, you know, you could understand it when we were playing in those tournaments with against Real Madrid, Barca and whoever. But what is that all about? I know it's about money and building the brand, but how is that? How on earth is how that? How is that a glamour be- match? You know what? What Tuchel said that Tuchel said that he was fucked over by the last American tour because he, he didn't have time to get anything organised, and here we are. You know, without you know, with a new manager going to be appointed. Um, when the players have a holiday, you know, at the end of the season. So, and all that clearing out, clearing up the mess, that's not going to happen in six weeks. Um, so it's just... It's a worry, unfair. isn't it? It's definitely a worry. Martin, I know you wanted to say something, and then Mark, because I know you do too. Yeah. Well, I think another thing that needs to change is... Um, so especially in regard relating to transfers and negotiations. Any other club, Man City, their players, the, the representatives, agents and other clubs, they're not speaking to Sheikh Mansour to get those deals done. And Man United, they're not speaking to the Glazers. At Arsenal, they're not speaking to Stan Kroenke. I can name every other owner you can think of. Those people aren't speaking to them. They're speaking to the people underneath who run the football operation. At Chelsea, it seems to be running exclusively through Todd Bowley and Bedadig Burley. And they've got main character syndrome and they want to be involved in everything. They need to step back. No good can come come from them continuing to do in the summer what they tried to do in January. They looked oafish. They looked stupid. And normally I don't give a fuck what the media think, but they they have made the club a laughing stock. Admittedly, the media are several months behind. We were fucking saying there were problems in October and November. But, you know, w- welcome and, you know, thank you for joining us. Maybe report on some other stuff you fucking ignored for the last year. Mm. But they need to step back and they just they need to let the people they've appointed do their jobs without interference. We ne- They never dealt with Roman Abramovich when Chelsea were buying players under the old ownership, they dealt Marina Granovska and it was, there was a clear line and you went through her and that was it. At the moment you've had, uh, there've been reports of instances where they'd be trying to negotiate and the agent would just go over the heads and speak to Bowley directly. And it just fucking causes, no. it causes problems. It causes, and it's probably how we've had our fucking pants pulled down on so many of these players because they've absolutely, their agents have taken them for a ride. Yeah, definitely. Mark. That's a good point. Mark, I think the other thing I was going to add as well is there's a lot of stuff that needs fixing. So it's never mind the very big squad we've got at the moment. Yeah, you know, we've got players on loan. Yeah, you, know, you mentioned Lukaku. Yeah, you know, what about Ethan Ampadu? Baba Rahman. Is, is, is he on loan? Has he gone? I, I really he's don't at Reading, know. I think. Is he, Reading. I know he's at Reading. Is he still on loan? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. You know, so, and so you've got so you've got the likes of Baba Rahman. You've got Dujon Sterling. I can't wait. Is he Coventry or? I'd rather have him than fucking Raheem Sterling. <laughs> Um, Ian Matson. Uh, Ian Matson doing a good job at Burnley. You've got Saar that went to he went to France, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you've got Callum Hudson Adoy in Germany. And there's loads of other youngsters whose names I can't remember. Mm. And then you've got the, the other thing about by having all these players on seventh or eight year contracts, we've actually got a very good academy and they've been doing really well all season. 
Getting beaten tonight. Yeah, yeah. 3-0 down. But again, they they nearly won the league. But again, I'm not just saying that because some of them came and helped out and sleep out. And I was just impressed with what brilliant young men they were. But their opportunities for the first team are getting closed down as well with these eight-year buying policies as well. And if you're one of those players as well, you're thinking, well, ideally would love to play for Chelsea. But... The opportunities are being closed off and some of them are very good players. So they've fallen off at the end of the season as well. There's something fundamentally through the whole football club that needs fixing. So if it is Pochettino, he's got a hell of a lot of work to do. He's got to trim the current squad. He's got to decide what he's got to do about players on loan. And his selling point, one of his USPs at Tottenham, was apparently bringing in players from the youth team. So, you know, what's he going to do for the likes of Mason Burstow? You know, what's he going to do for, say, someone like Harvey Vale? Yeah. The thing is, though, Mark, do you not think, though, what's interesting is that that Bowley's sort of surrounded himself, you know, gone and headhunted directors of recruitment. Mm. Um, And if you look at the CVs of those guys and where they've been and what they've been doing, it's actually quite alarming. Um, You know, and they've obviously come in and said, right, is it what we should do? And and exactly what you've described is down to them. You know, they're, they're the men who have been fostering this um, change uh, in, in recruitment policy. You know, so if they're still there, how's that going to change if they're driving that? They're not, they're, not, they're not going to change and go, well, I was listening to Mark Meehan on the Chelsea fancast. And <laughs> you know what? He's actually yeah. right. Um, it's it's going to be like trying to chain, you know, do a three-point turn in an ocean-going liner in, in, well, in your Mark, Marco, I've been saying for the last few weeks that, you know, the damage that has been inflicted on this club in the last year is going to take two or three years to right itself for exactly that reason. And I think we need to be prepared for that. I am. Yeah, me yeah. too, mate. I, you, you, I know every single person sitting in front of me right now if we went down to division two i do you know what if we went down to division two i would i would be the first in the line for an away season ticket mate because you know that's what it's about that is what it's about supporting this club i don't you know you know i think what i think what's interesting is that um you know tied into all of this is is that story that won't go away about and which is going to happen you know which includes the stadium redevelopment which, which is um you know kind of gonna that dis, is disruptive um to to the way the team will play whichever way you look at it um so if that's coming in in this kind of maelstrom of decay that that, that we're in at the moment you know, I mean, there's... <laughs> Mate, know, do you know what it's like? It's, it's, it's like, you know what, the Brexit and the and the government and what's you know, going on, it's like taking us back to the 70s. Bowley's doing the same thing. It's like 1973 all over again, isn't it? The thing is, I mean, if you look at, you know, when, when Abramovich bought Chelsea, the two main teams um, who were carving up the trophies were Manchester United and Arsenal. Now, interestingly enough, Arsenal, the last time Arsenal won the title was the season before Chelsea won it for the first time in 50 years with Mourinho at the helm. And they've just blown the chance of winning it um, this season. And, you know, 
that's that's unfortunate but that's that's kind of the time frame you're talking about you know if 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 you start playing around with new stadiums i don't think there's no way that clear uh, that that Bowley and <clears throat> his posse are going to continually fund the amount of money that they put into the team you know and and i know they've made mistakes but you cannot fault their level of investment you know and if he's been poorly advised or he thought you know this is the way i'm going to do it because it works in the states that's one thing but he has spent the money unfortunately it hasn't worked out so you know i i'm i'm quite prepared for the possibility that this is going to take a hell of a long time you know, and and like a, you know, a new stadium. Throw that in. I mean, we we could be looking at like a decade of of change and turmoil, and maybe the odd league cup win. And and all the while, what's happened? You know, other teams have been moving forwards, both in terms of their infrastructure and their their personnel development. All of that. There are. It's not just Manchester United and Arsenal as it was when. Chelsea came to the table with money. You know, look look at look at Newcastle, how well they've done. And their owners haven't really started spraying money about. And they've got more money than anyone else. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of hungry wolves feeding um, on a carcass. Know, a great big fat little pig called Chelsea. Well, who knows? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, I know. I mean, obviously, the new owners are here to make it work. And they will make it work, but it's going to. I just think it's going to take. If it, I mean, who knows? Who knows? It's Chelsea, isn't it? We might win the league next season. Who knows? I, I'm, I'm, I'm always glass half full on that side. But realistically, you know, let, let's just, you know, the, there just needs to be some realism that you know the salad days could be over for a little while. And uh, Mark, I think it's a really good point. But I think the, the problem we've got as well. You know, with with a changing support as well, is not not. This isn't me defending Graham Potter, but I think part of the reason Potter went as well is that a large you know people no longer have that patience and tolerance. They've been sport by twenty years of success. So whilst you know new ownership have made mistakes, they've also inherited things that were fundamentally wrong. And I know they haven't fixed it yet, but under the previous administration, we didn't buy a bloody striker, a proper number nine striker. You know, no, we as, did. As we bought we bought Lukaku. Oh, yeah, but come on, I'm telling well, a Well, yeah, strike. we bought Lukaku, and I remember, because <laughs> yeah. I was there, we all said, and that's a good idea. Twice. Yeah, but that's a good idea, we said. Oh, he knows the yeah. club. We said, oh, he's tearing it up in Serie A. We said, oh, he's a different player than when he was here last time, we said. He'll be hungry, we said. He was absolutely fucking shit, we didn't know. He was hungry, but unfortunately, <laughs> he was fucking dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful world, I'm so there's things, there's things that need fixing for quite some time. And also about the stadium as well. You know, you, you go uh, with the risk of being political and the whole thing about Theresa May and like, you know, pissing off Abramovich a number of years ago and making him sort of like persona non grata yeah. that he, he shelved the stadium yeah, project. Absolutely so if, right. you, if, you, if you think about it, you, know, you think how long ago that design Abramovich had. It's pre the pandemic. You know, we could be halfway towards a new stadium oh, being no. built now. Yeah. So yeah, basically, lot- what you're saying, without being political, it was the Tory government that fucked us. They've got something against Chelsea. Because not only did they piss off Roman, so he didn't build the new stadium, which is true, yeah. 
They yeah. put sanctions on the club, which got rid of Abramovich, which has led to exactly where we are now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Simples. There we go. Well, I didn't expect that. I just asked an innocent question about, should we should we bring Poch in now, I said innocently. Half an hour later, we've just had this. In- I have to say, well, no, my hat is off to you boys, because uh, it's been an incredible discussion, which I didn't expect at all. And I feel... I feel heartily informed, I, and I know I know that that's the case because J.K. I haven't heard a peep from for half an hour, and that only happens when J.K. is totally absorbed in what you're all saying. Am I right, J.K.? Completely and utterly, yeah. yeah. It was brilliant. It was, wasn't it? It's one of those serious shows you were talking about when looking back on the on your fifteen years. Yeah. Uh, get a feeling we may, be, we may be doing a few more of them over the summer. Well, or something we may. Well, we will it's be. Ne- we'll, it's never boring. No, well, we'll we'll be doing shows over the summer. Have no fear for that. I love doing them too much to not do them. Um, listen, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, but before I do, I I, I feel duty bound to answer a question that uh, that the lovely Brian Justman uh, asked on Mixler. Now, Brian has been listening to this show. From the word go, he's been with us for 15 years or so, or damn, near, near as damn it anyway. Send and him he, a T-shirt. I, well, indeed. I do have a T-shirt, actually. I think no. I've got one left. Um, now, the first thing is, it's actually Brian Justman's birthday today as well. Happy birthday, Brian. I think we should happy sing birthday. happy birthday to Brian. Ready? One, two, three. Happy birthday yeah, to you. you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Brian. Happy birthday to you, Brian. Well done, mate. We love you, Brian. Well done. Now, Brian did ask a question earlier on. He said he asked me. He said, "What's my?" I think he said, "What's my favourite show?" Here we go, Chidge. What's your favourite memory from fifteen years of doing the show? Yes. Um. Well, I have no memory, so that's a bit of a difficult question, Brian. <laughs> uh, also, I, I mean, in you know, in all honesty, um, I mean, I have always said, and the boys round the table here will know this because they've heard me say it. I will only ever do this show as long as I enjoy it, and I'm still here 15 years, enjoying it as much as I ever did. Whoever whoever I get to come on the show fills me with absolute delight every Monday and Friday. It, I'm knackered when I start. JK knows this. I can turn up on a Monday evening looking like fucking thunder. Right, JK? Yep. By the time we've finished, I've been laughing my cock off for two hours. It's an absolute tonic. For, I mean, bollocks to all you lot who listen to it and come on it. It's a tonic for me. I still love doing every minute of it. So I don't know. It's really hard for me to have a favourite memory. But if I'm really, really, really pushed, I've got to be honest and say some of Chell tells tales from the shed and his funny little face when he was telling me. And I, and I think I always remember, because as you know, I don't have a memory, but I do remember two of them the one uh where he went to see chelsea uh draw one all with wolves in 77 when you couldn't ban a chelsea fan he was there and he ended up getting hammered afterwards and ended up in a in a gay nightclub in wolverhampton wearing a sombrero and i mean that's about all i remember of it but and and also the one where he uh he went he went into the players bar after we beat man united and he needed a jimmy riddle and he wandered off and got lost and found himself mysteriously on the on the United the Old Trafford pitch and decided to have a piss there. Uh, that that was one of my all time favourite memories of the show because Cheltel was just out there as all of you lot know. 
So there we go. There's a couple. But uh, to be honest, Brian, I love them all. I love the people that I do this with, and I and I love the fact you love it, and I love doing them. So there you go. Simple as. So there <coughs> you go. Right, you lovely people. We've been here long enough. It's time to say toodle pip. Um, now we will be back. We'll be back next Friday. Not not Monday. No show Monday. Bank holiday. Bloody bloody blah. So we'll be back next Friday for a preview show with me, JK and Tony Glover at half past seven. And we will be looking back at the match against Arsenal, uh, where hopefully JK's prediction of 6-0 to the Arse does not come to fruition. Um, and we'll also be looking ahead to Saturday's match against Bournemouth. So, uh, And if anybody has a spare ticket for Bournemouth, do let me know and I will hop on a train from Winchester and come down and have a bit of a giggle. So there we go. You, nobody wants to... What? Put it this way, Chidge, if we do lose 6-0 to Arsenal, there might be more than one spare ticket. Well, I'm I'm not joking, mate. If there's a, if there's a spare if there's a spare going for Bournemouth, I'm fucking bang up for it because of course it's just down the road for me, really. It's your manner, isn't it, Chidge? <laughs> it is really. I mean, my, the only time I've been managed to get a ticket for Bournemouth away, and it, I, I have to say, this is one of the joys of doing this show, is that, that you get you know, lots of lovely people who would do nice things, but um, I ended up going down there, and who did I spend most of the day with, Martin? That'd be me. That would be you. Yes, we we ended up in a pub. We I remember bumping into Marco in this pub that we went to before. But you, me, and I don't know what I don't remember what happened, but I do remember we went back to a pub and got quite pissed. So uh, yeah, we had a great day. I enjoyed that. So yeah, if you've got a Bournemouth spare, let your uncle Chidge know. I'm bang up for it. But other than that. It's been an absolute joy and a pleasure doing the show tonight. It's been lovely uh, celebrating our 15th birthday and having a good chat with some great people. I hope you have enjoyed it half as much as I have. Uh, Martin, brilliant to have you on on this uh, auspicious evening. Yes, lovely to be here. Thanks for thanks for expanding the invite. Cause obviously it was... No, 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 no. The invite was to everybody. who I wanted Marco and Mark on because of, for the reasons I stated earlier. But I did say, I said, anybody who's available tonight is welcome to come along. So bollocks to the rest of you, and well done for you, Martin, I think. Cheers. Thank you very much. Yeah. Mark, me and lovely to see you as always. No, lovely to be on. And I think the other thing, I probably at some point should thank Neil Beard for that occasion many years ago when I went along to his birthday drink and we met each other for the first time. And obviously, because I listened to the show, and obviously you said the rule was to come on the Chelsea fan cast, you have to have had a drink with Chid. Now you've had a drink with me, now you can come on the show. So if we hadn't had a drink at Neil's birthday, we might never have met. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that, do you know what, Mark? That's a that's a brilliant a brilliant memory. And I, I, I do I do remember that because it was out yeah. in fucking Ebbsfleet or somewhere completely oh, it was mad, somewhere in the middle it? of bloody nowhere. El- El- Eltham. It was in Eltham, wasn't it? That was it? Yeah, we had to get a cab back to North Greenwich afterwards. That's right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Gino Blue was there, wasn't he? Mark was there yeah. as well. Yeah, I remember Mark, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, that's a good, good point. Uh, and I, I mean, you know, because I, I look at you on the show now and I mean, you know, you and I have moved in similar circles for many, many, many years, mm. knowing the same people. And mm. it utterly amazes me. I mean, you know, you must be the oldest new boy we've ever had on the show because, you know, yeah. I've, I've kind of known who you be, who you are for years. So it's quite bizarre that it only happened then. But I'm, yeah, well done, Neil, wherever you are. I, I shall be seeing him tomorrow. Give yeah. him a big hug from me. I'm off down to South End tomorrow. Stones away, isn't it? Stones away. Last oh, game yeah. of the season. Oh, good yeah. for you. Well done. Yeah. Right. And uh, Mr. Marco Worrell, uh, the man who's been on uh, the show since 2008, like me, 
what a legend you are, mate! Thank you so much oh, for for taking part in it for so long. What would I be, be? What would I have done without your hilarity, stylophone, books, and just general bonhomie and being a fucking lovely bloke? Oh, it's very kind of you to say so. It's been an absolute pleasure, and uh, and I, I think somebody said this earlier, um, and I was reminded of it the other night. Uh, you know, I, one of the perhaps the nicest thing about participating in this this show is the fact that when you know we we reach out i mean you know what i love about chelsea or social media is the fact that i've got to meet um lots of different people people who i see have become friends um and then just people who i talk to online who whose dream is to come to stanford bridge and then when they finally come to stanford bridge um, they, they come to the stall and go, hi, I'm so, so-and-so from uh, from Twitter, uh, or I listen to the fan cast. And, and I just think that's brilliant. You know, it's, it's uh, nothing in the world, nothing else in the world gives you quite the same thing. So when people say, well, you know, what, what is it about football or Chelsea? You know, it's, it's like the old quote from, um, which is pr- perhaps more, apt now than it has been for a long time, which is the Jimmy Cooper line in Quadrophenia, where it ain't about the bikes, it's the people, in it. <laughs> um, which, you know, that, that's what it's always been for me. That's all my books aren't about, you know, expected goal ratios. They're about the people who go to the games and how they enjoy it. So the shared experience. So, yeah, thanks for having me on the show all these years. And I love you, mate. Yeah, I love you too, mate. I love you all. Yeah. I love it. Mar- Marco, does XG stand for expected goal ratio? I think so, yeah. yeah. I've, learned, I've learned something new tonight. I had never, I had no clue, because it's a load of old arse gravy. I had no clue what XG stood for. You know you know, we beat Brentford on XG, Mark? Oh, well, yeah, well, I, I imagine we did, because obviously... So we, so we didn't really lose 2 now. We are top of the no, table we... on expected goals. <laughs> yeah. We had something that Potter made about the Villa goal was it wasn't expected because it wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck off with that shit, man. I think, now, I think that was the point where you you realised he probably would be better off being parted company yeah, with when he came out with that. He'd lost the Potter by then, bless his little heart, <laughs> hadn't he? Now, uh, last by no means least, uh, the man who is probably the longest suffering person at Chelsea Football Club's wonderful community, the man who's had to put up with me. How long have you been co-hosting this with me? I, don't, I didn't even realise I was co-hosting it. You know I promoted you. I told you that. <laughs> no, I know, but I then thought, hang on, I appear to be on this quite a lot. I think, hang on, my name's in the title. Do you remember that? I said, yeah. it's me now, isn't it? Blimey, I didn't realise yeah. that. But it was it was, it was, was all down to Pedro, isn't it? It's down to Pedro saying he'd be your man. And uh, and then you making a decision that... Uh, Pedro? Uh, uh, Pablo. Pablo. Pablo Pedro, Pedro's my... He's the, he's the husband of the girl singer in my band. Oh, it used to be. Um, yeah, down to Pablo. And, um, uh, but before that, it was then suddenly, I don't know what happened. I did a, a couple of appearances. I think I ranted a bit. And obviously, um, you, you, you must have thought, oh, well, he's obviously, you know, worth it. Let's, 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 let's put him in the title. I don't know. When did that happen, Chidge? I don't know. I, I'm trying to remember what, what, what year it was. Two, that you, 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 was it two years ago? I don't know. No, it's longer than that, mate. Longer than that, way no. longer than that. We had you a guest as a guest on uh, on the show, and when Putney. You, yeah. Putney, yeah, 
Yeah. And then I stole you from the Chels. I, or, yeah, or yeah. I, as I like to say, I rescued you from the Chels. You did completely. You and, did. Uh, and then you... I was an only an occasional. I wasn't allowed on it. Well, really. I, I'd, li- I'd like to say this because I, I, I know that I say things that make you say it's not working for me quite a lot. And you've been very, very, you know, I don't know, patient and not doing it a lot. But the show, the show has gone on leaps and bounds since you've been my co-host and slightly keep me in order and certainly you make, make me you make me laugh every fucking monday and friday man and i it love gives you it, for a, it. it gives it a different angle as well doesn't it because i'm i'm i i have my pet hates like refs and uh oh um, um, mark's got his if you got is that a pen or a knife i thought like a knife for a second you're gonna throw a knife at me what, what? were you turned I, off I, I, I forgot to mention something, Chidge, earlier when we talk about the game. The other it's like night. the longest I, goodbye ever, isn't it? This. I've just, just remembered. Nobody would have thought moment. I've drunk a litre of cider, would they? There was a moment the other night where, because uh, Martin's here, and yeah, Martin came out with this brilliant line, and, and I just really important just to repeat in case people missed it. We had this. You missed the other night. This stupid halftime entertainment. This EA Sports shite. Oh yeah, yeah. what was uh, that uh, all about? What what the fuck was all that about? And Martin bless him said Neil Barnett did not die for this. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, that was absolutely brilliant, mate. Absolutely. And for clarification, Neil Barnett is very much alive. Neil Barnett well. is alive and kicking. Yeah, he's been on this show plenty of times as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But JK, yeah. no, you've uh, you've. Uh, I mean, you know, it's great fun doing this with you every week, yeah. as you know, and. Uh, I, I mean, it would be very remiss of us all uh, not to say well done for the fan bite because they have been an absolute revelation for the last couple yeah, of years. Superb. So, yeah. yeah, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Thank, you, thank you, thank you. I've been, but I've been running out of things to say recently. Oh, well, fuck's sake. I know. Every week. So good. But, uh, just, just put out a few bonds from the... Just, just, to, just to delete Brentford and put, you know, Arsenal for the I, next... I was, I was Nobody t- will know. T- tempted not to do one, just to go, it's the same shit. No, guys. just do one saying... They're fucking yeah. shit and they don't deserve a yeah, fan bite. And that's yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. You know, that yeah, would be... Yeah. Mic drop. Just mic drop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Right. Yeah. Uh, we really are going. I'm sorry we've been prattling on. This is probably my fault for drinking all that bloody cider. But there you go. It has been fun tonight. I've enjoyed it. I hope you lot have enjoyed it half as much as we have. I hope you lot have enjoyed it half as much as we have for the last 15 years. And here's to the next 15 years. At which point I will be... Uh, in my 70s so good luck with that uh right thank you for listening see you next week until then keep it blue keep it carefree keep it chills up the chills The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. 
Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.